The Meddlesome Meeples present The Quest Report with Matt and Richard. So now we're going to be talking about our first dark game of the week, Massive Darkness. From, that is a very inventive name. <laughs> from Cool Mini or Not Games. Now, this was a Kickstarter that's recently been delivered in the UK, and we got to playing it pretty quickly because this is one that I've been waiting for for a long time. Now, Massive Darkness is very similar in its engine and the way it's designed to Zombicide. If you've played the Zombicide games, particularly uh, I played Black Black Plague. Uh, and what I mean by that is you get one of these types of boards, which for our podcast listeners will be a picture of on our um, Instagram page. It's a little tray, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah, it's basically a little tray. And what you do, you get little pegs that you can put in that tray and it you just mark your position on with those pegs to show what your current health is and for example yeah cards on it yep yeah, uh this pegs for your micro xp which you use in story and campaign mode uh, and for your normal xp which you use in normal scenarios you've got a space to put your uh, character card and you've also got spaces to put your equipment cards and mm. your armor, and it's just a really nice way of keeping all yeah. your proper, things properly yeah. organized. Little character sheet. I yeah. I prefer it to, you know, a lot of games you you get your own like it's a piece of paper or card, yeah. and you put cubes on it or different things. Yeah. And you kind of spend a lot of the game where it's not your turn making everything line up. Yeah. And look neat. Yeah. Making everything um, look neat. Yeah. It's a lot easier so to keep not, it neat, yeah. isn't it? Mm. And keep track of things quickly. You can lift it up for when you're having drinks and stuff. As well that's as important. that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. important. <laughs> as well as that, you've also got um, your skill sheet, which you get a pad off for each different uh, class, and you get to write your name, which hero you were playing with. Because the way the game works is you get a character. So, for example, I chose Whisper. Now, Whisper was the, um, the assassin. And you get a shadow skill because the board is divided into lit zones and shadow zones. And certain skills are only able to be used or only give you a particular benefit when you're in the shadow zone, which is really cool. But she's got a shadow skill. Uh, she's got a special skill, which in this case gives her an extra uh, movement point. But it will assign a recommended class that you use with that hero but you don't have to use that so you can mix and match for different combinations but i decided to go with the blood moon night runner which is the assassin and as i say on the skill sheet that comes for that class you've got five different levels and as you spend experience points to unlock certain skills then you get to use those skills when you're in when the game is on certain levels now just to explain what that means um each area of the board has a level from one through five and in level one you can use level one skills in level two you can use level two skills etc so when we're doing this as a campaign and we've got like level three skills we'll still won't be able to use them at the beginning of each quest is actually that no that's um a, a common misconception what happens is is that when you are, are playing this as a campaign you, you don't start based on the normal level 1 zone. That doesn't say it's normal current level. Oh, so you, you still start, start at, at that point, but the game itself, the level of the game, will start at the level oh, 3. Oh, no. I thought we'd have an easy ride. No. Of course it's, not. Essentially, <laughs> the game level will always be the level of the highest hero. So if one of your gang oh. suddenly gets like a level 5 skill 
and then everyone else is on level ones, it's going to be set at level five for everybody. So don't be that guy. We're all looking at you, Matt. I don't know what you're <laughs> on about. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, this this game's quite straightforward, isn't it, Richard? I mean, tell us about a typical phase. Okay, so what happens is, let me just have this sheet here. Now, what we do is um, we have our hero phase first of all, where the first character who's got the first character token yep. will kind of have their go. They get to spend their three action points mm -hmm. in whatever way they want. They can use it, they could use all of them for movement. They could basically run across the whole board if yeah. they wanted to. Um, and they can pick up treasure, things like that. Or you can make an attack. But once you've used those three, then it goes on to like an enemy reaction phase. Only if you've attacked an enemy. Yeah, this is what I'm on about. Mm. So anyone that you've any enemy that you've attacked will try and attack you back, and it won't be anybody else. It will mm. only be you. Provided they survive the attack. Yeah. So if you, basically, if there's an orc there, yeah. and you don't attack it unless you think you can kill it, because <laughs> don't don't start something you can't finish. Basically, yeah, because he is going to turn around and he's going to be quite annoyed that you've just hacked at him ineffectively with a sword <laughs> um, yeah and will turn around and kill you and so that will happen but yeah like we were saying if you've killed it or if you didn't attack one that time then you don't have to worry you just go on to the next hero now once all the heroes have done their moves then it goes on to a proper enemy's um, enemy's move so they will get to actually attack whoever's the logically best one for them to attack mm. and it normally goes by XP if um, like how much experience the heroes have got unless there's somebody that's in the same space as them in which case they'll attack that person and we did end up getting pretty swarmed didn't yeah. we yeah. Um, quite quickly and that was fun um, we did end up dying eventually but we um yeah we did lose the first game but we got quite a long way though didn't we, we yeah i was surprised at how many we actually managed to defeat it didn't feel overwhelming no, no sometimes yeah. you, you're trying to beat some monsters and you, you're genuinely thinking oh, let's just die yeah we weren't getting bulldozed, <laughs> we're not gonna um, we're not gonna do this but um it, it was fun it was a lot of fun yeah I mean, there's, it's quite interesting because I say you get your phase and then they get to react. Then they get their phase, but then as, after that you've got uh, the events, haven't you? you can... Yeah, so you draw an event card and that might be a monster spawning, but it might be quite unit. far away. Yeah. 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 And that, that was quite fun, I thought, because like we were getting attacked by certain monsters. It was like goblin archers mm. or something, wasn't yeah. it? But then like this massive orc thing. No, not orc thing. This it looked like a Balrog. I think it was this guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he appeared like halfway down the corridor, and he wasn't going to attack us then because he couldn't get to us in time. But we just knew that that was in store for us. <laughs> <laughs> also, we had this like Medusa type yeah. mermaid creature moving oh, around the board that was carrying eight blades as well, and that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we with with the event phase, you draw an event card, and it might tell you to. Uh, draw a less a lesser or greater roaming monster that's going to be moving around the board. It might tell you to draw a guard unit that's going to be moving around the board. Um, but generally, the way apart from that, the way that enemies would appear on the board is that you'll have doors that lead into different rooms, different chambers. And that's as you fun. open a door, mm. you you draw a door card, and it'll tell you which sections of that room to put treasure in, which ones to put a guard in. It might be an ambush that appears where you're already standing. Um, or there might be guards in the room. 
and when you draw a guard card you'll draw a card based on the level that you're at in the game, game is. so mm. you've got well, not you yeah so you've <laughs> got um levels one through five for the guards and when you draw a guard you'll also draw a treasure card now treasure cards you might draw you uh, what you draw when you take the little treasure tokens off the board but you can also draw one for the villains because basically that's giving the leader of that particular mob because there's uh, always going to be an enemy sometimes it'll be a mob of goblin archers but they'll have a boss which is referred to as a guardian and other agents that appear in enemy agents that appear are also referred to as guardians and when they are a pair, they get a treasure, which can be a weapon, and then they can add that weapon's dice or effects to their own attack, provided it's an, it's an attack that they can use. Yeah, and that will all make yeah. very make a lot of sense, because if you've got a melee mob and you draw a melee weapon, that the leader gets that and he can use it, and he can make melee attacks. So it's very straightforward. But the good thing about that is, when you defeat that mob, and you have to take out all the lower minions before you defeat the boss of that mob, when you defeat that boss you get his treasure. Yeah, so you can cool. get some pretty yeah. cool weapons there. And sometimes from like higher level um, treasure cards as well, because if it says, you know, spawn a boss in level three and you're still on level one, then you get a higher level treasure to collect. Yeah, after so that's really cool. its knees. With yeah. <laughs> but it is a nice incentive to be able mm. to defeat it. Yeah. And I think it's quite immersive as well. Yeah. Because like in our RPGs, if you like playing them on the computer or something like that, you defeat a boss and you you might be able to pick up some of its treasure. And it's just nice that you get a random card and that boss actually uses it against you mm. and then you get to have it. And it's, That's pretty it's cool. It's not just a congratulations, you yeah. survived. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, your life you is your reward. It. <laughs> it's, it is a nice way of, way of yeah. doing it. Um, there are some things that you have to be aware of and that's making sure that when you're rolling your dice against the enemy, for example, that you are taking attacks against the mob as a whole so if you roll three hits you get to distribute those amongst the mob provided they don't negate those with shields things like that <laughs> so bear that in mind another thing to bear in mind is that when you're choosing your or creating your character as I say we take your character and then you put a class with it but you get to choose some starting equipment from a deck of cards now you'll choose a weapon some leather armor what you've got to think about is whether you're going for a ranged attack a magic attack or a melee attack. Why is that, Matt? Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying this happened to me, but you know, <laughs> hypothetically, yeah. you might choose, you know, Whisper, the Blood, the Blood Moon uh, Night Runner, the assassin. You might think I'm going to give my assassin a short bow and stay in the shadows and shoot things, just because you normally play a dwarf who charges headlong into enemies, and you fancy a little bit of a difference. Mm -hmm. And what you might find is that then you walk up to a door and open it, and you get ambushed by a bunch of guards suddenly appearing in your zone and you have no way of fighting them because yeah. you can't use a well certain range weapons will state on them that they can also be used at range zero which is yeah. your own tile but other than that all of the range weapons have to be in tiles that you're not on yeah and so, <laughs> so when matt, yeah so when matt opened this door we were, we were thinking oh no there might be some monsters behind this but he's got his bow and arrow you can just fire it through the door yeah. matt opened the door and then creatures just came out from behind him. <laughs> and they attacked you for like two turns before you managed to <laughs> yeah. fight back. <laughs> and the way I was eventually able to fight back is because they appeared there. But then inside that chamber, 
there were a load of other uh, guards that were spawned in there. And yeah, it was when they got to the too. tile in front of me, the other side of the yeah. door, I was able to shoot them with the bow, take out the leader, mm. and then got f- from that gained a melee weapon, which I could use to fight. Because the problem is, is if you're in the zone with enemies and you haven't got a melee attack, unless you've unlocked a particular skill, like the slippery skill, or unless you've got uh, an ability like the wizard has, which is a teleport skill, yeah, you can't leave there. that tile <laughs> while there are still enemies on that tile. So you can easily get boned. <laughs> not sore about that at all, are you? Not sore at all. It's it, was of... a, it was a weird point in the game, that was. <laughs> I do think it is... You survived! What are you complaining about? <laughs> you know, you any, came to the rescue. Any, any ambush that you walk away from is a good yeah. ambush. But I do think it's an oversight in the game design. Um, and yes, I am blaming the game. Um, <laughs> but th- my reason for that being is that if you've got somebody who is an incredibly skilled assassin they're going to have some competence at hand-to-hand scale. They're not going to rely totally incredibly, on range. Yeah, incredibly yeah, skilled. Too powerful, you were on level one. Yes. <laughs> you weren't incredibly skilled yet. And like you say, later on in the game, you would have been able to get out of that. Just, that's just right. let it go. Just let it go. I'm, I'm not sore. I'm not sore. But that, yeah. That's the... That, I do think, you know, I was carrying a... Yeah. I was carrying a bow and arrow. I should have been able to at least hit one of them. One of the we, goblins we with helped. my bow. We saved you. You were. You were flailing around. <laughs> And then we came and rescued you. It's, it's fine. Uh, but th- this is why I usually choose the dwarf. But there we are. Never mind. I went for the assassin. Yeah, Heather was a dwarf. Yeah. That was cool. The dwarf but did rock. Look, mm, cool. there are yeah. some pretty cool miniatures in this game. We'll say miniatures. Um, some of them are massive. That's not, that's huge. <laughs> some of them are several times the size of the uh, the actual hero figures. Mm. Um, I actually thought that a lot of these are very well detailed. I mean, I expect that from a cool mini not game anyway. But some of these are just absolutely fantastic. And we've got... We didn't play with many of the Kickstarter ex- accessories. The only ones we used was the like the chests. We used the proper chests. The little, they the look gun. great. And um, there is loads of treasure oh, in this yeah. game. Yeah. And the doors. The, the doors. Door, we used proper doors, doors instead of door up. tokens. So yeah. we've got little doors that actually you could open up and stuff. And that was pretty cool. Mm. But we have got a ton of different... Um, miniatures that will come and this actually this giant ogre that's thing that's standing here is from one of the uh you know one of the lightbringer pledge um kickstarter exclusives but there are a ton of different enemy boxes that you can get like ratlings troglodytes tons of different things that you can get to add to this so we could really be playing this probably for a year without facing without having to think about adding any more to it because we did get the, the all in Kickstarter pledge, but there is so much variety I think with this game because of the amount of different enemies that we're going to face Definitely. and the different skills and bonuses that they've got. So I'm really looking forward to getting into a, a campaign now. We we did the tutorial, we did the first quest, but I'm really looking forward to going back and you know maybe redoing the first quest because we didn't <laughs> we didn't complete it the first time and I'm kind of have to. You're not taking my dwarf it. off me. No, no, I'm I'm staying as Whisper. I <laughs> like I like I like my little assassin. And I'm this Gandalf type guy. He's got the staff and the sword. He's cool. He is really cool. Yeah. I have to admit, one of the reasons I wanted this when I first saw it was I thought that that miniature, Elias, the character's name is, mm. he just looks like Gandalf. So Yeah, they've not even tried to hide the fact <laughs> yeah. that that's Gandalf. As games go, I mean, compare this to other di- uh, dungeon crawlers, I would say it's much... I actually think it's much more immersive than, say, the zombie side games. Um... Comparing it to something like Descent? Yeah, I'm not really sure how I'd 
yeah, Descent, I really love the phase between the quests mm. where you're kind mm. of shopping at the village and stuff. That seems really cool. But what we haven't we haven't really done that, but you do get that in this game. Yeah, that's what I was gonna mm. say. We haven't done that yet, so we don't know how it will how immersive it will feel in the long run. Yeah. Because that's the most important thing to me about these games. But so far, and just looking at all the minis and everything, I think it is going to be pretty mm. epic. It's just I I like the Descent app. Mm. And I was a bit worried yeah. about going from a game that's got an app to one that hasn't. But it has felt very kind of organic the way it's worked. Because um, they run like in the app, but they're not controlled by the app, but they are controlled by the game, so it's still cooperative. And it's they're following yeah. like a predictable path a lot of the time. And the they, fact yeah. that you draw a card and then mm. see what the monster is, yeah. that feels very similar to just something popping up on the app. Yeah. Uh, so there's not that much work in controlling what the enemies do. So yeah. you do still feel like it's just us against the game. So, yeah. So this one, I'm highly recommending this one myself. This is Massive Darkness by Cool Minionot Games. For the darkness is massive and full of terrors. Tell us what you think in the comment section below. Don't forget to subscribe. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Quester, farewell, and keep thine axe sharp.